Welcome to Pink Kink, where we talk about the pretty, twisted side of kink. I'm Princess Rara. And I'm Dara, the Electro Khaleesi. Whether you are a new kinkster or have years of experience, Pink Kink will help you level up your kink knowledge. Join us on this journey as we talk about our personal experiences and use the knowledge we've gained over 28 years of being involved in both private and professional aspects of this lifestyle to help you explore every facet of kink. Get set for an adventure. Not only will you learn and grow, but we promise loads of laughter, turning each episode into a fun party. So fasten your seatbelt and let's get this show started. Pink Kink runs off the generosity of our devoted patrons. As a patron, you will become a member of our special Discord server, receive some adorable Pink Kink stickers, as well as have access to a monthly behind-the-scenes podcast. Patrons also get discounts at our Etsy shop, Pink Kink Boutique, and our online classes at Pink Kink Institute. In addition, our impactful and electrifying Pink Kinksters get special audio and video episodes. And finally, patrons at our highest tier will be recognized as producers, both here on the podcast and on our website. If you would like to become a patron, you can visit us at patreon.com slash pinkkinkpodcast or click the link at pinkkinkpodcast.com. Today's episode is produced by our electrifying Pink Kinksters. Thank you, Jay, Witcherman, Brianna Lynn, Daddy Jay, Fabe, Embers, Blossom, William P., Claire, Lady Blooding, Naughty and Nice, Butte Pain, Northern Sir, Manda Panda, Cat, Stefan, Shadow Phoenix, Serenity Deb, Christopher, Kilted Sir, Brian, May Cry Devil, Ruby Riot, Mistress Velma, Enchanted Sparrow, The Wombat, Impact Hazard, Twitch, Lioness X, The Midnight Girl, Sinful, J21, Daisy If You Do, Harley Chick, Violet Rain, Serenity, Belle, Puppy Mike, Eric, Cat Daddy, Sweetie Todd, Lady Affliction, Dr. Dave, Pumpkin Pie, Ms. Tourmaline, S'more, Hacksaw, Kinky Katie, Wee Mad Beastie, To Be Better For Me, Forest, BP Bryn, Crash Override, Little Bean, Kinky Bear, I'm a Baby Bitches, Barbie, Navigator Bard, Frost, Sinful and Naughty, Coffee and Chaos, Noir, Mr. Pillsbury, Abby, Peaches, Brandon, Mighty Owl. Are you looking for a dating app for kink and fetish alternative lifestyles? Well, check out our sponsor, Kink D. K-I-N-K-D. Kink D is one of the most famous kink BDSM and fetish dating apps. They've been featured on HuffPost, Yahoo, Cosmopolitan, and more. Kink D allows you to find and meet local kinksters to fulfill your sexual fantasies. Go to kinkdapp.com to get your free membership. You can also find the app in the Apple App Store or on Google Play. Again, that's kinkdapp.com. Join now and get access to the free bondage, BDSM, kink, and fetish dating community for singles, couples, and swingers. That's kinkdapp.com, K-I-N-K-D-app.com. I don't really have anything to say to, to, to kind of get us going. Well, I thought we'd just go like straight to the topic. I know that message with your head, so I feel like I should warn you first. Well, thank you for the trigger warning of, (laughs) oh, no, we're not actually going to do any silliness. We're just going to go straight into the topic. When the fuck have we ever actually done that? That's why I feel like it needed a trigger warning. Right. Okay. So everybody be aware. This is your trigger warning. Rara and I are not going to be silly in this episode, apparently. That's not what I said. Oh, I said I don't have anything to get us really started. 
You're not going to get my juices flowing as you as you've said in the past. I had family in. I haven't done anything kinky for two weeks. Yeah. So I have nothing to report. Well, I just gave you some cookies. Do you want to do some splashing? And then that'll be kinky. I, I don't like mess. <laughs> Besides, I'm eating the cookies. I'm not wasting them with splashing. Good point. Those were hard. So don't don't waste my they're cookies. They're pretty cookies. They are. They they're have, very pretty cookies. They have sparkles. Like actual literal sparkles. They do. Yeah. I know. The only thing that would make them better is if they were pink. Uh, you know, so here's the funny thing. I actually did buy dragon fruit powder. To make you pink cookies one year. Yeah. I still have the the bag of dragon fruit powder. I'm still waiting. I know. I just haven't found an appropriate time to make them for you. Whatever. They would be really good with the pistachio in the middle because pink and green are pretty together. Looks like a watermelon then. No, it doesn't. Not pink and green. That's red and green. No, that's Christmas. You're Mm. Jewish. You wouldn't know. That's also watermelon. (laughs) (laughs) But today's episode is actually inspired by a couple of articles that I have come across that asked a very interesting question that I thought would be fun to discuss. And the question is, is BDSM inherently feminist or anti-feminist? It's a really, you know what, there's so much to that. And I bet you have, mm, I'm going to go with at least four pages of notes on it. Yeah. Yes. Yes, I do. Yeah, I do have four pages of notes. Thank you for not having six. I could make the type bigger. No, no, no. You're fine. It's fine. Everything's fine. (laughs) I feel like we should start off by talking about what feminism is, right? Feminism is a movement which is focusing on recognizing and championing the whip, championing the rights of women. Championing? Yeah, that was a hard word for me. Apparently. Well, you know what? Earlier I couldn't say... (laughs) I couldn't say Jewish Christmas. I said Jewish Christmas. See, words are hard. They're very, they're, yes, I agree. So the rights of women, that includes legal, political, social, and economic rights. And we're trying to eliminate discriminatory practices that have pretty much marginalized and put women at a disadvantage. The advocacy extends to areas such as reproductive rights, which is if you know, unless you've been living under a rock, you know, those are in deep doo-doo. Yeah, that's, that's yeah, that's right. a problem. And if you haven't figured it out by now, we're kind of liberal. So, you know, if this is coming a as a shock to anybody, where the hell have you been? Very, very tiny amounts of liberal. Right. In our, in our respective personalities. Right. Just I don't know. Uh, workplace equality. And then, of course, protection against gender-based violence. So that's sort of the definition that we're using for this episode. If you have a different definition, feel free to share. Now, I was going to start off with why some people feel BDSM is just not inherently feminist. I think you need to discuss what the word inherently means. Naturally. Okay. Because it's... Yeah, so just without any kind of changes, it is just automatically feminist is what that kind of means. So that's what we're going with as far as definitions. Right. So for those who feel that BDSM is not part of feminism, one of the most common objections you're going to hear is that it's just an excuse to support the patriarchy and gender roles or worse, to enable abuse. 
Now, that's one, the one that I hear the most about. It's just an abuse an enabler. Right. Yeah. Well, one of the reasons you're going to hear that a lot is because it is much more common in specifically, obviously, cisgender heterosexual relationships that the woman is in the submissive role. Mm-hmm. You're going to see when you see it in the media, when you see it in movies and books on television, most of the time we see the woman is submissive to the man. In the BDSM context or just in relationships in, in general? In BDSM. Okay. I, the only exception that I can think of is bonding. And yet, she didn't come across as particularly... Because she had to go back to right. training. Yeah. But yes. Okay. But there was actually a study published in the Journal of Sexual Medicine where over 50% of the women surveyed reported desires to be submissive. <sighs> I don't know how accurate those are. Why wouldn't it be accurate? Because, like, I don't know. Because, like, who are they asking? Women. What range of women? Like, I'm what sh- are their criteria? I'm sure a wide range of women. Okay. I see. I think they're right. Because I will tell you, based upon my experience, let's say, for instance, in the romance community. Where the way more than 50%, the vast majority of those women either identify as submissive or want to be a submissive. I guess I can't really talk because I feel that way too. No, not necessarily. Only to Daddy J. It's It's my safe zone to be submissive. But for everybody else, I have no desire to be submissive. Yeah. Well, and and again, that's because just because you want to be submissive doesn't mean you want to be submissive to anybody. I mean, a lot of these people, they they want to be submissive to one person who they either have a partner that they want to be submissive to or they want to find a partner that they can be submissive to. I guess I fall in that category. Right. Some feminists look at BDSM and they just they think it's another system of oppression that encourages violence against women and other gender minorities and takes away their agencies. So followers of, of, and this particular article I found referred to them as radical feminism. I'm not quite sure what criteria they took to mean radical, unless it's these ideas that are what make them radical. Okay. Think that equality should involve getting rid of the idea that men and women should engage in power games, especially in sex. And they balk at any suggestion that a woman might actually choose to submit to sexual domination by a man discounting it as the result of cultural victimization and socialization. You know, we we find a lot of similar stuff with sex workers, right? And we've talked about this in other episodes where they feel that any woman who chooses to be a sex worker is choosing it because of the patriarchy versus maybe they just want to own their own sex life and have agency over their own sex life. Did you ever see the show... um about the sex worker is like Diary of a London Call Girl. Billy Piper is in it. She actually goes in the first episode and talks about why she chose to be a prostitute. And what were some of her reasons? I like sex. That was her main reason. I like like sex. I might as well make money at it. Why not get paid for it? I'm good at it. Why not get paid for it? Isn't that what they say for your career? Find find something you love to do. Yeah, but that usually doesn't work, you know, because once you get paid for like, you know, make turn your hobby into something you get paid into a career and then you stop liking the hobby because then it becomes work. 
Right, but I mean, but isn't that if you like sex and it's fun, why not turn it into a career? Sure, why not? But it, I just liked it in the very first episode. They put it out there that that was her choice and why it was her choice. Right? But you do hear about some of these feminists who will argue and say, well, that can't be true. You're just saying that because the patriarchy has conditioned you to think that. Yeah, I don't. I don't like that. I don't think that's accurate at all. Mm-hmm. Well, I mean, to some people, yes, of course it is. But there are others where it's just like, mm, no, I, I want to do that. Like you and me, we fucking choose to do this. Exactly. So anyway, yeah. Right. Uh, these radical feminists also disapprove of the idea that a submissive woman would want to endure consensual pain and domination. Hey, Rara. Yeah. How do you feel about enduring consensual pain and domination? Consensual pain, big thumbs up. Domination, not so much, right? What's really funny is so they think that way, but they also forget that there are submissive men who want the pain and want to be dominated. So where's that theory? So is it okay for them because it's not, it's against what the patriarchy does, so then somehow that's okay? What about dominant women who want to be in charge, that's you know it's weird though because they're only talking about how when women submit to men being anti-feminist but i bet they would say women dominating men is super feminist right but that's super hypocritical what about people that are non-gendered well that's where the the fuck do they fall in that's the next thing i was going to mention that they don't count all the lgbtq plus individuals who challenge traditional gender roles. Oh my God. What about women submitting to other women? <gasps> then submitting to other men, non-binary folks, like none of this Submitting counts. to literally anybody. Right? <laughs> so there is a professor, easy for me to say, right? Because again, where's the heart? Professor. There's a professor of sociology and an international anti-porn activist named Gail Dines. Yeah, no, I, I read this part and I'm not into right? this. And I'm, that's why I'm specifically pointing out she's an anti-porn activist because Mm-mm. some of the... Some of the same feminists who are against BDSM are also against porn for the same reasons. Well, screw them because I like my porn. She actually wrote in an article for Counterpunch that, right, that BDSM is the same as actual torture and violates the United Nations Convention Against Torture. (laughs) And you can't consent to torture. And therefore, you could not have such a thing as consensual BDSM exist. Okay, so that's actually the law in Virginia, right? I don't know what all the... I'm pretty sure it's you cannot consent to BDSM. Well, you can't consent... It's not that you can't consent to BDSM. You can't consent to abuse. So then the question becomes whether or not BDSM is abuse. I don't think the word you can't consent to BDSM is what the law says. I'm going to look that up because I'm pretty sure a cop told me that. Right. Because we know that cops only tell the truth. Well, this one I trust. So he's. Well, but, it, but he learned it from somebody. Yeah, that's true. Okay. So I thought it'd be kind of cool for this discussion because we're, we're historians today. I'm going to put on my historian hat and use my historian voice. Oh, <laughs> well, I guess my historian voice is vaguely Mrs. Doubtfire. <laughs> And we're going to talk about the history of feminism's views of BDSM. Oh, dear See, God. I did real research. Oh, oh okay. Okay. Because nobody on this podcast ever does actual research. No, I did. Google and I sat together for hours. Yes. And worked on stuff. That's normally how this works. 
oh no. So a lot of the stuff I just go with what I've done <laughs> because we talk about shit and I've done most of it. Okay. So I can just talk it up. But here we go. This is real history. Okay. So in the 70s, the feminist movement had different groups with varying views. So initially they focused on specifically lesbian feminism. Mm-hmm. But by the end of the decade, discussion shifted to a new topic, sexuality. So this included various aspects such as heterosexuals, relationships, explicit content like pornography, certain kinds of games involving power dynamics, and jobs related to sex, like porn, the original OnlyFans. Yes. Right? So the, I would be, feminists must be having a field day with things like not only OnlyFans, but you can actually sell pictures of your feet. You can sell your used underwear. It's a lot of ways we women can now make money. In a, in a sexual, and it's so easy because the the people that buy it are apparently so easy. Yeah, some groups argued that engaging in certain games like those inv- involving power dynamics or pretending to be in control contradicted feminist beliefs. But then you had other groups who believed that feminists could participate in such activities without being inconsistent. Those conflicts continued into the 1980s which finally prompted scholars to analyze the reasons behind this division. So they examined at, a play, at places like the London Lesbian and Gay Center. Huh. Didn't know such a thing existed, I right? I didn't either. Wait, and there was actually groups like the Lesbian Sex Mafia in New York. That who, sounds like fun. Right? Who advocated for the idea that it was acceptable for women to explore their feelings and desires freely. Hey, Rara. Yeah? Would you read a Would you read a lesbian sex mafia book? One of your romance books? You like mafia. I do, but I like dick. Okay. I don't mind two women together, but I need a dick in there too. Okay. Two women the, and a man is fine with me. bisex mafia. I'm totally okay the with FM, FM, well, you forgot F- the B. For the, huh? Well, oh, I thought you were doing BL's SM. No, I was trying to do the. Oh, well, it depends on if the, then it, it would be FFM. Meaning okay. that, meaning that the two women touch. That's why the letters touch. Got you. If the women didn't touch, it would be FMF. Yeah, that's what I was trying to figure out. Yeah. Mafia. If the letters touch, <laughs> they touch. When there's three, when you start adding extra letters, like four plus, then you can't really tell whether or not they touch. Okay. It's very confusing. Good to know. I know. Anyway, <laughs> I lost my place in my notes. Uh, right there. Right? Lesbian so, sex mafia. I, I know. Apparently, there was a 1982 Bernard conference. I don't know who Bernard what? is, but he had a Bernard? conference. I don't know. But he had a conference. Is he Is he his do- a dog? I don't know. Okay, anyway. No. I don't think he was a saint, considering this event marked the beginning of the feminist sex wars. Whoa! Sex Wars. That's Sex another wars. book. <laughs> now we're up to the 90s. Okay. This is Ooh, really I was, fast. I was around during these last ones. You were around in yeah. the 80s. I just had no idea what was happening. No. Well, I did because I was old enough. I was having sex in the 80s. Continue. Yeah. So in the 1990s, scholars worked to bridge the gap between the two different perspectives on sexuality and BDSM. Specifically, games involving power dynamics, which I find interesting that they kept referring to it as games. To me, that was very telling. Why? Because it made it less serious. Like, you're just playing a game of power dynamics. Got you. Just, I mean, maybe I'm reading too much into it. It's very possible. 
So here we go. Ready? Fancy, fancy words here. <coughs> they applied critical analysis and feminist frameworks to challenge traditional views and suggest a more detailed examination of these concepts, which means I don't know if they found an answer, but we're up to the 2000s now. Took them that long. Yeah. Well, you know, it, it was in the 90s, so it could have been 99 that they did this. Truth. After 2000, technological advancements brought discussions about certain activities into popular culture. I mean, the internet was very good for all of that. And some people, some scholars proposed thinking about these activities as part of different cultures, hoping it would help feminists and those who enjoy them find common ground. They also discussed whether rules were necessary and questioned whether regulating these activities in the context of sex would give certain people too much control over women expressing their feelings. What? Yeah. If you give, let's say, the government too much control in regulating these activities. Gee, that sounds familiar. Right? So we've gone full circle again. But yeah, I mean, the, with the popularity of the internet, now porn is available to everybody. The internet is for porn. The internet is for Unless porn. Unless you live in North Carolina. Or in Virginia. No, North Carolina, Pornhub will not, you cannot access Pornhub in North Carolina. Period? Even without a government-issued ID? Period. Okay. Because, and I've seen the screenshot that somebody posted somewhere. They tried to access it from North Carolina, but there are new laws in North Carolina that require Pornhub to show your ID. And Pornhub said, we understand that law, but that gets very difficult for us to ensure that, the, I mean, that means now your information is out there on our site and potentially but can be taken. That's exactly what happened in Virginia. Right. But they're enforcing it enough in North Carolina that Pornhub has decided not to offer Pornhub in North Carolina. Assuming that what I saw on the internet was the truth. I was going to say that sounds exactly like Virginia. We interrupt this podcast with a special news bulletin. Hell has frozen over. At this time, I am in my possession of a screenshot of Rara admitting that I, Dara, was right. I will be printing the screenshot and framing it to hang in the studio. Now back to your regularly recorded podcast. Look, I understand. You don't want minors seeing porn. I get it. But if that truly was the purpose versus just trying to control women, It'd be different. So anyway, so let's look at what things are currently, because we're now in the 2020s, which sounds weird. We're still in the 2020s. Right. But I'm just saying, it's like you go the, the 1990s, I guess 2020s, whatever. Some feminists see BDSM, particularly the SM part, as a positive expression of sexual freedom and aligned with feminist ideas, while other feminists argue that BDSM, specifically the SM, reinforces patriarchal power structures and is inconsistent with feminist principles. Oh, look at that. We don't agree. Huh? What? Which part? You and me don't agree or? Meaning the feminists in general. Oh, yeah. I thought you were talking about us. I was like, wait, what? I didn't say anything. No. Critics of BDSM within feminism suggest that individuals, particularly women in sub submissive roles, <laughs> may only engage because of societal expectations, leading them to believe this is what you're supposed to be 
and you're supposed to enjoy it. I'm having a hard time figuring out my thought process here. Like, I can see a lot of people thinking that. I can see how a lot of people would be like, oh, yeah, I'm supposed to feel like this. I'm supposed to be the sub because that's what all the media portrays women as. But again, it's a not everybody thing. I find this very interesting, and I'm sure there is absolutely zero studies on this. <laughs> well, you know, you did need a kinky scientist. Right. But I am very curious about this. So we all know I'm Jewish. Made that fucking crystal clear. Judaism is a matriarchal society. The women are in charge. Mm -hmm. Unless, of course, you're going to the extremes because there's always extremes and they're always weird. We are a matriarchal society. The women rule the roost. You hear all about Jewish mothers, right? We, we, are, we are in charge. So I've never had any issue with this idea that I'm supposed to be submissive. There was a point in time I wanted to be submissive just because life was overwhelming and I was having health issues and I wanted somebody else to take control. But that was never a need or an expectation. That was a want and desire because of what was happening at the time. Once my health issues got dealt with and things got fixed, I've had zero desire to submit again. And I just wonder if there's like this correlation between this idea that I'm so used to strong Jewish women who take charge that it never, I never felt a pressure that I'm supposed to be submissive. So I grew up Catholic and um, I can tell you right now, my mom was in charge that she was in charge. Like my dad went and made the money, but my mom was in charge. And actually my mom put my dad through school. So my dad was getting his PhD, his master's first when they first got married and then his PhD. My mom worked and paid for everything and put my dad through school. Now you tell me that's not feminist. And this was in the, the right. 70s. But here's my question, I guess. That's how your mom was. But looking at, uh, I don't know how involved you were with the church to know how much other interactions you had with other Catholic families. Unfortunately, pretty damn involved. Okay. So was your mom the norm or the exception? Uh, my mom was the exception to a lot of rules, actually. And you know what's, you know what I just realized? That's the side of my family that's Jewish. <laughs> my mom's that's mom was Jewish. <laughs> Back to my point that there's no scientific study, <laughs> but things that make you go, hmm. But you've met my mom. Right. But that's what I'm saying. Your mother has Jewish blood in her. She can't help herself. Yeah, and I guess I do too. But so the me thing, though, I want to submit to Daddy J. I went daddy hunting. Okay. There's a difference between wanting. Mm-hmm. And thinking you're supposed to. Uh, no, I am absolutely not supposed to. I'm supposed to rule with an iron fist in my house. But no, I don't fucking think that either. I Yeah, I think that. Okay. <laughs> I don't want to. Because, because of my job, I when I come home, I don't want to be that person anymore. I need somebody else. It's, it's a mental thing for me. You know how you were talking about your health issues? Yep. I'm calling this my mental health issues. Okay. It actually causes me mental harm to continue to be that person outside of work. I have no problem being that person at work, but it's almost masking. It's kind of like how I become an extrovert when I'm at a munch or at, uh, at an event, a kink event, but I'm not naturally that way. At work, I'm not naturally in 
I can be in charge, no problem. I am not naturally that much of a decision maker. I am fully capable of doing it, but it drains me. Mm -hmm. So when I come home, I don't want to be that person anymore. Right. It's, uh, what do you call it, decision fatigue? Yes. So yeah, that's what the whole daddy caretaker thing means to me. I don't have to do that shit anymore. Yeah, see, for me, I don't hit decision fatigue till 95%. <laughs> I just want somebody for like the other 5%, just, just so I have a small break. Like a 15-minute break. I just need a little 15-minute break. Otherwise, I'm good. Yeah, I'm pretty sure your daughter fills that role. <laughs> <laughs> Talk about a strong Jewish woman. That oh, girl has it. I'm so proud of my baby. Together. So proud of my baby. And my other boys are menches. And if you don't know what that is, look it up. <laughs> I'm the clempt. Well, your one is a vanilla mensch. Oh, they both are. They all th- well. My daughter tries to claim she's vanilla, but she's, she's also not. she's also part of the alphabet mafia, so she's not as vanilla as she thinks she is. She's no, she's a dom. She is not vanilla. I can tell you right now. She tries to be because she's in. She's still in the phase of I have to do the exact opposite of what my parents want, and my mom is a kinky bitch, so I am not going to be a kinky bitch. She's a dom. <laughs> so this will make people laugh. So right, I tell you guys all the time that I have um, my, in my basement is the dungeon. So my middle one came to visit me. He's the one who's vanilla as hell. Oh, no. Did he go in the basement? Oh, no, no, no. He needed to do laundry. Oh, yeah, that's right. And he looked at me and he goes, Mom, can you do my laundry? And mind you, he's 24, folks. So he's certainly capable of doing his own laundry. But he goes, Mom, can you do my laundry? I'm scared of your basement. (laughs) Is that what he actually said? Yes. Has he seen it? He did once. Oh. <laughs> but he knows. I mean, I don't hide wait, 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 that wait. I'm kinky. Your 24-year-old is scared of going in the basement? Because of the kink stuff. No, no, no. But take the kink stuff out of it without context. That's hysterical. Yeah, but he was he meant because of the kink stuff. I know, but it's still funny so as mom, shit. So mommy did his laundry. <laughs> yeah. Why did he show up here without doing laundry? He did. But he needed laundry mid midway. Okay. My daughter does the same thing because I have a cat. And my ex is allergic to cats. So she tries to do laundry right before she leaves and get the cat fur off of everything. Oh, that's nice. Yeah. But she's going back to college. Yeah, but she's still got a week at home with him before she goes to college. So, but yeah, it's, I, I, I do, I would like those of you who are Jewish and those of you who are non Jewish to respond and let me know what you think about my oddball theory. What do you think? What do you think about it? That was not intentional. <laughs> <laughs> Still works. But what, yeah, let's what do would a you think about let's, this? Let's do a Jew think here. <laughs> so I do, but like in the Spanish accent, what do you think? Yes. <laughs> do you think that the fact that I come from a matriarchal society is why I'm so comfortable with not thinking I have to submit. And my situation is too weird to call because my mother is I Jewish. Still, I still love that you realized that you had this, as you like to say, apostrophe. I that, love that. Yes. Your, that your mother's side, which is, as you said, is different than you're used to from the Catholic side, is is Jewish. Yep. Oh, but so I'm dad... assuming her mother was... Oh, I don't know, because I didn't know her that well. She died when I was six, and by that time, she already had Alzheimer's, and my grandfather died when I was two, so I never really saw their dynamic. No, but I can only assume, with the way your mother was very comfortable being in charge, 
that she learned it from her mother. Probably. But this is a woman who, like, when she was at her job in the 70s, some guy that she was working for asked her to go get coffee, and she went, no, that's not my job. Yeah. This woman would have wrecked Mad Men. The show? Yes. Wrecked it. I never did see that show. Oh, it's actually really good. I mean to watch it, but I'm just running out of time. You would like it. One of the things that, and this is my personal thoughts on feminism, so y'all can argue with me if you want. I don't care. (laughs) I don't care. I don't care. I'm right. End of story. Remember? I have a mug that says so. Which is proof. That says, I'm not arguing. I'm just explaining why I'm right. Yep. Mugs are proof. My understanding in feminism is that it advocates for women's right to make choices that align with their own values. Women aren't allowed to make choices anymore. Didn't you hear? That it recognizes my choice to go to work or stay at home, to have children or not have children, to get a job, not get a job, or to do BDSM or not do BDSM. That the whole point of being a feminist is I'm making the choices for myself. Nobody else gets to make them for me. So I get very frustrated. Not even your dom. No. (laughs) I get very frustrated and angry. When people get this idea that unless you're doing these things where the woman is in charge, that somehow that's not feminism. So it, that's just reverse patriarchy. Yep. It's the same thing, just in a different gender. All right. I don't understand that. The whole point of feminism in relationships, that it supports diverse choices in relationships based on mutual respect, consent, an agency and it urges understanding the difference between consensual choices and situations that are influenced by power dynamics or societal expectations so if i choose to have a consensual relationship with a man in a power exchange relationship where we have negotiated and i have consented to why the fuck isn't that feminism if it was your choice to do so and you said, hey, OK, so I'm going to take um, one of our biggest arguments that we have had over the last three years and I'm just going to bring it back up again. Uh Oh, um, Fifty Shades. Oh, yeah. The contract. Yep. OK, so one of my biggest issues was he laid out this contract and said, this is what I do. Sign it. And you pointed out to me, and I fully concur on this one, because when I went back and reread it, I was like, oh, yeah. Um, Wait a minute. I'm sorry. So hmm? I was right? No, I said I concur. No, no. So I was right? So I'm right now. So I was right? No, you're never right. Yeah. <laughs> Ever. Your mug is a lie. So <laughs> I went back and I looked at it and I was like, oh, yeah, okay. He said to make changes if you want to. My problem with it now is she didn't know what the fuck she was doing. So what changes could she make? He told her to do research. He didn't give her the contract and sit down at the table right then. The contract was mailed to her house. He even fucking gifted her a laptop with Internet access so she could do the research, which she did. And then (laughs) they had a meeting at the conference table. How and discussed it. How often does that happen, though, IRL? But we're not talking about IRL. We're okay. talking about Fifty Shades. Okay, so anyway. my and, and don't get me wrong. Don't send me hate. I'm not saying it's the best thing since sliced bread. I'm just saying argue about it that it's bad because it's bad writing. 
Not because y'all think it has nothing to do with BDSM. It is such bad writing. Oh my Continue. God. It made me want to vomit. I thought that was a hard limit, vomit. It is. It's for me too. But it made me nauseous. Acceptable answer. Okay. So anyway, I like that. And now I'm, I'm thinking about it more and I'm like, okay, yeah, like you can have a base contract that you just fill in together and, and work on that. That's cool. But my point is, that is a choice. That is, I am making changes. I am deciding to do this. I want this in here as a clause, as an addendum, as a thing that, I, whatever. It's it's a thing that I want. So like, I made it a rule. Rule? I know, it's your story. I made it a thing that daddy has to choose my panties. I don't know what that would be in this you, context. Um, I call that a rule except there's i don't know if there's consequences it's, it's a bendy it's, thing it's not a it's not a it's rule. a protocol sure it's yes, a protocol. protocol that's the word i was there looking for so things like that that was my choice i am fully capable of choosing my own underwear i just want him to do it i feel like that's kind of the same thing it is a choice i'm not saying that i am mentally incapable of choosing my own fucking underwear i am saying i want somebody else to take care of that, because again, it goes back to my decision fatigue. That helps. So let me ask you, does him choosing it make you happy, make you feel loved and taken care of? Absolutely. Then what the fuck is wrong with that, people? He shoves it in my mouth and I do a little wiggle and it's really funny every single time. So right, so what is the difference between that as making you feel loved and taken care of versus he picks up dinner on the way home so that you don't have to cook it? Yeah. It's the I, same thing. It's the same you feel thing. loved and taken care of. I, I, I don't he, understand why people have an issue with this. He'll turn on the shower for me and get it hot before I come upstairs. Okay, that's really sweet. And sometimes he'll get in the shower and wash my hair. I have taught this man how to take care of curls. I just want a man who makes sure that my gas, my, my car has gas and that it's inspected and that when it needs air in the tires, they take it and they put the air in the tires. I know that you that need that a is, daddy. I, I need a daddy, not a Tom, because I don't want to tell him what to do. Just I just want daddy. to take care of me. Yeah. Yeah. So if you are in our area and you feel that you are a daddy, preferably muscly silver fox type of daddy. Yeah, because my daughter you. has very rigid ideas of what age I'm allowed to date. <laughs> Did you have that discussion too? <laughs> well, because we had the, I asked her about the, the rules of half your age plus seven. Uh-huh. Which she felt was still too young for me because I think half my age plus seven is somewhere around like 28, 29. I, I was told there'd be no No, math. I agree with her. I don't, I think you would chew that up, spit that out, and it would be just a blob. God, I have to pull out the calculator because it's, it's, I'm tired. <laughs> I, I kind of agree. I think you need somebody in their 50s or 60s. 36. Half Actually, my, no, that's not 36. Bad. If uh, they're to me, mature. 36 is still a child. If they're mature enough, they'd have to be mature for sure. Hey, Daddy Jay is older than that. There you go. Will but he take care of my car for me? He doesn't take care of mine. Although he did tell me that my extra Christmas present this year is if I clean out the car, he's going to take it to get it detailed. I would love for a Christmas present, and I'm not even Christian, the thing that I can press the button from inside my house and it warms up my car. You know, They have those. I know. They have. I was looking at them. They're like 200 bucks. Yeah. I want that because right now what I have to do every morning is I come down the stairs and I 
I put on my coat and hat and gloves and everything, and I go out to the car and I turn the car on, and, and then, then I come you go back, back inside, inside. Yeah, and get the rest too. of my stuff. And then I come back out and I have to scrape off what the defrosters didn't do. Yeah. Yeah. Ooh, I have an answer for that. Yeah. Uh, it's a mix of rubbing alcohol and water. Ah. You, I think it's one third rubbing alcohol to two thirds water. I, I have an even better answer for that. Yeah. Daddy J, clean out the fucking garage so I can put my car back in it. Oh, yes. Yeah, I don't have a garage. So I don't have, I can't. That's, that's what it is. He's got stuff in my side of the garage. Oh, yeah. We're going to expect a snowy winter. He should do that. Yeah. He needs to clean out the garage. Anyway, um, but it's right. Both being a feminist and being a kinkster. Hold on. Ra ra. Yeah. We haven't done a contest in a while. Okay. Can we, can we have a silver fox contest? I would love a silver fox contest. Can we do that? Okay. So what are they supposed to do? Send me them? Send me the yeah, silver just foxes? Just pictures. Send, send you the actual <laughs> silver foxes. <laughs> can I not ask that? <laughs> she has to test each one of them personally to win. Make I'm sure they, just pictures. Make sure the chemistry's there. Uh-huh. If you would like to audition for Ra Ra's <laughs> silver fox, please send your photos okay. to... Um, I would like you to be... Uh, 5'10 or taller and muscles. You don't have to be like bodybuilder muscles, though that is a plus. Um, <laughs> broad shoulders, mm-hmm. um, clean cut hair. Mm-hmm. Facial hair is a definite plus, but not, not if, a bushy beard. Bald? I have learned Diesel is bald. Yes. And it's thrown me for a loop for the longest time because I personally like to tug on the hair when we're having sex and I've had no hair to tug on. Did you tug his ears? No. I was very good about that, but I, but <laughs> I, I mean, that I would tell you if you guys had filmed me watching, it would have been like comedy watching my hands move around <laughs> on his head, trying to figure out what the hell I'm supposed to do with my hands. That's when you claw him on the back. Yes, that's exactly what I did. Yes. But I have sharp nails, and so luckily he's okay if there's marks. Oh my god, that's funny. But anyway, so clean cut hair. Mm-hmm. Um, Three day stubble is like the perfect. I like a clean cut beard, not a bushy. She beard. would like former military because you guys tend to keep the haircut like that. Oh yes, and you're good at following orders. Just saying. <laughs> Jewish is a plus. No, at this, if I'm not marrying you or having children with you, I don't really care. Just saying, celebrate the same. But holidays. I think if you're Jewish, you might understand me a little bit. You, you'd be more amenable to taking orders. <laughs> military, Jewish, you both take orders. Same thing, right? <laughs> How many people have we now offended? If we haven't offended you yet, I'm sorry. Wait, your turn's coming. All of them. (laughs) We will not rest until we have offended everyone. Listen, it's still only in January, the beginning of January. We have time to get the rest of you. But we've had three years of being offensive. So we're really good at it. Wait, have we really like gone too far and offended like shit ton of people? If they have, they've either just stopped listening to us, but not far enough that somebody's reached out and said, you've offended me. Oh, that's good, at least. At least we're not that <laughs> full in there yet. Oh, come on. Hashtag goals. <laughs> that's, is that one of our kink goals for 2024? We didn't put that in the episode. <laughs> no, we didn't. That should have been in our New right. Year's episode. All right, Rara's and my newest kink goal <laughs> is to get somebody so fucking offended with our liberal ideas. I mean, I have. Oh, no. Oh, no. Oh, oh, fuck. Oh, oh, no, oh. we did. We did. Rah, rah, we did. I mean, I have on social media. I just have it with the podcast itself. No, no, no. The fucking ones, the review, right? Was that, wasn't that us in like the very beginning? What? The, the person who left a review saying this is like completely ridiculous. Oh, yeah, but he doesn't count. Why? Because I think of his 50 reviews, 48 of them were one star. 
Like that was his that was his kink that was to his go sh- around. Oh my god, he has a he has a causing humiliation fetish. Yeah. Oh, this is sweet. That's so cute. <laughs> okay, but the whole point of feminism is empowering women. I don't understand what could be more empowering than saying this is what I want and need. I'm going to set boundaries around it. We're going to negotiate it. I'm going to have a safe word. I am giving you consent and we do it. How is that not like the ultimate of empowerment? I need something. You, you need to have somebody else make decisions because you have decision fatigue. So you go out and you find somebody to do that for you. How is that not the ultimate empowerment of a woman? Like legit, I 100% agree on that because it's, it's choice. It's all about the choice. If you're doing this correctly, that's, that's the caveat that I wanted to throw in there. If you're doing BDSM correctly, it is what, all, and it remind is your everybody what the correct way would be. Communication, negotiation. There's another C in there somewhere. Consent. Consent. Thank you. Um, oh my God, it's C and C. Wait a minute. Oh shit. <laughs> It'd be C, C and C. Didn't we say that already? We we did a whole thing. I think I had, that was even a graphic. I'm pretty sure we got to. So find if it that. was a graphic, it's official. Communication, consensual negotiation. No. Don't make me look it up. No, it's C&C. Communication, negotiation, consent. Okay. But that wasn't the graphic. No, but it, where was the other C? God damn it. I know. I'll have to look it up. And I don't have time right now because I'm in okay. the middle of recording. Oh, oh, you are? Oh, my God, <laughs> I didn't realize. I thought we were just having a random discussion. <laughs> well, I mean, I can understand. I got my phone. I got my coffee. It could just be a normal discussion. You know, the headphones are throwing me off. Though. Is that what it is? Yeah. yeah, they're throwing me off, too. Okay. Anyway, no, it's legit. If you're doing it correctly, which is, you know, the C's and the N and all of that other stuff, then it's fine. It's not under duress. It's not abusive, non-negotiation stuff that we talk about in our Reddit episodes mm-hmm. or Raw Ross rant episodes. The it's been a while since I've had one. Have you had a kerfuffle recently yet? I mean, it's been a whole I, day. No, because I... Family was visiting. It was the holidays. Mm. I wasn't posting much. Give me time. It's been a whole day in 2024. Yeah. Okay. Continue. I'm I'm done with my. All right. Well, let's move on to talk about bodies. We all have them. Right. I don't. I'm I'm non-corporeal. Corporeal. God damn it. (laughs) Words are hard. Fucked up my own joke. (laughs) Oops. Anyway. What does the patriarchy say about a woman's body? They don't have any choices. And what else about their body? What, is, what should their body look like? Their body the should be this, this, according to my choices, and they should have no rights to it, and it all belongs to me, and I get to decide everything about it. Right? So your body should be thin. Ah, depends on the year. Uh, it, it can't be fat. No, well, well, it always can't be fat. N- no, not necessarily. You're thinking bdsm no, I'm not. Don't think BDSMly. Think vanilla. Do, do you know why the bustle was invented? But we're long past the bustle. I'm talking about today in the 2020s. Okay, you didn't clarify that, and I, I didn't think thinking... I had to. We were no longer the historians. We have moved on. We were in the 2020s. Okay. Yes, you have to be thin, right? You have to, um, you know, there's ideas of you should be working out. You should be doing this. You should be doing that. BDSM 
is all about body positivity and acceptance of your body. We talk about embracing your body and celebrating diversity. Oh, yeah. To me, that goes the opposite of societal pressures enforcing unrealistic beauty standards. So again, how is that not feminist? Sounds pretty feminist to me, right? We talk about you get to be in the body that you want to be in and you're gorgeous doing it. We give women agency in BDSM to make their own choices about their bodies, what can and can't be done to their bodies, negotiation consent. Again, if you do it correctly. Well, yes. I'm going to assume you're doing it correctly because if you're not, then we've now, we're not BDSM anymore, we're abuse. Correct. And that's not feminism. So we've got agency over your own bodies, which you can and can't have done to it. We have body, body positivity. We challenge societal expectations. Sounds suspiciously like feminism. I'm still not convinced, Rara. I do believe you have another whole page of notes to convince me. Oh, is it that what it is? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. All right. Well, actually, it says the words conclusion. Am I allowed to conclude? Are you ready to conclude? I thought I was ready to conclude when I said people were wrong at the beginning. <laughs> but I just kept talking because you kept pointing at your watch going, no, you got to talk more. I'm still pointing at my watch <laughs> telling you you have to talk more. All right. So the link between BDSM and feminism is intricate. That's pretty. It's hard. And it's nuanced. And I understand that nuance is difficult for people. Trust me. I know it from all my adventures on social media. Nuances are hard. Except for in No Nuance November. That's true. But even that made people go nuts. <laughs> Poor Locrian so, got so, so frustrated. That, that they gave up doing No Nuance November. I loved watching their TikToks for No Nuance November. Every single time they came up with a new one, I was like, <laughs> good luck. Yeah, that's pretty much it. So, <laughs> so people apparently need nuances and yet they don't understand them. Yeah, no, they really don't. Right. Dare I say the link? Oh, yes. dear. Okay, Rara, you can't let one single episode go by without doing your announcer voice, so I think now is the appropriate time. I was going to say, it's Fifty Shades of Grey. Oh, that link. I thought you were going to link our social media. Oh, no, but I can't do that. Do you yeah, need me to do that? Okay. <laughs> you okay? Ow. <laughs> was that consensual or not consensual? That was non-consensual. Okay, abuse. Mike abused me. <laughs> well, what's happening? Did you Wait, not know? Wait, I Did you not stroke Mike? Mike? I think I abused Mike at that point. Yes. I'm sorry, Mike. I'm going to stroke you now. Here we go. Ow. <laughs> Bit me back. All right. Go ahead. Mike I'm just going to stop like that. Mike wants me to be restrained. Right. Okay. Since you want me to use my announcer voice with the links. And it is a good time to remind everybody in the show notes of this episode, you will see the link to our link tree. I've done that so that you have one solid place to find everything. On the link tree, you will find links to our social media accounts. You will find links to the Pink Kink Institute, where you can sign up for classes. And I believe, based upon when this one is coming out, there is still time to buy tickets to January's Pink Kink Institute class, which is being taught by, oh, shit, what's her name again? I don't know. She's not important. I forget. She's really, she doesn't know what she's talking about. No, and she's teaching... Ugh, 
Yeah. That silliness thing. Yeah, the the that, that, most hated thing that nobody likes. Yeah, that electro shit. I was going to say Which impacts. I don't understand <laughs> why. Anyway, so yes, Dara is teaching the next Pink Kink Institute class. It finally. is finally exactly finally Rara she said it not me, got me but i was there. thinking it no you've said it <laughs> yeah i just didn't say it yet in this episode <laughs> you've said it to my face well yeah because we communicate oh we're quite good at that i know sometimes uh a little too much loudly, uh but yes so much communication yeah. all day long right you'll also find links to the pink kink boutique which is our etsy shop so please check it out we are revamping it and we'll have some things were going to disappear, but some new exciting things will appear. Exciting will stuff. Appear. Will appear. Will. So anyway, you can also check out pinkkinkpodcast.com where you will find even more links. Links to be able to contact us. We have even added a link now to a Google form because the old lady here finally figured out how to do Google forms. Oh, congratulations. Thank you. I'm very proud of myself, actually where you can sign up if you think you would make an interesting guest on the episode. So check that out at our contact page. Hopefully it'll actually be up on the contact page by the time this episode comes out because I just sent it to our, our web person. What's, what's wrong, Rara? <laughs> Nothing. I'm not trying to figure out what you're doing. <laughs> Giving Mike a good day so he stops hitting me. Okay. Well, do you need a moment alone? I know. I think I'm going to voyeur this one. Okay. Or no. Well, no, I'm going to I be the voyeur? This one. Yeah. yeah. I might have been trying to give the microphone a blowjob. Might have been. It's been weird. Thing, yeah. Weird things happen on recording days, especially when it's, the, when it's the last one and we've recorded a bunch of stuff. I'm so tired. <laughs> <laughs> but all of those links are available at either the link tree or pinkkinkpodcast.com. So check them all out. Okay. Back right. to conclusion. Yes conclusion so bdsm and feminism are wait you forgot to link 50 shades of gray i derailed you well i was in the middle of it it's okay okay they're linked folks it's nuanced that's the whole point there's 50 <laughs> shades of gray in the nuance 50 shades of nuance 50 shades of nuance there we go okay both emphasize values such as agreement communication and exploring your personal desires it emphasizes consent what was that word again? Consent. It emphasizes autonomy, Ooh. agency, all those fancy words that we used to never say when I was growing up and I've had to learn them and use them. So people think I sound like I know what I'm talking about. I actually started uh, one of my cousin's kids on body agency over break because she's very, very shy and um, she didn't want to give anybody in the family a hug, but we're all very big huggers. Like, I remember as a kid in the 80s, I gave every single person a hug, regardless of whether or not I actually knew who they were. And we were also told to, though. We, yeah, There's we were supposed Aunt to. Betty. Go hug her. Go hug them. But I told, but this little one did not want to give hugs. And I said, how about a high five? Would you be okay with giving a high five? And she goes, you know, she goes, she nodded. She didn't even say anything. Yes. And she gave me a high five. And I was like, good job, good bodily autonomy. You stick to your guns, little girl. You just make sure that nobody forces you to give you a give a hug. Love it. That's perfect. She didn't warm up to me until I called her Mrs. Potato Head because of the glasses she was wearing. Interesting. Oh, she loves Mrs. Potato Head. So well, I told Mrs. Her, Potato Head is awesome with her angry eyes. I love her angry eyes. But she was wearing Mrs. Potato Head looking glasses. And I was like, oh, my God. So. So. 
back to my conclusion. Conclusion. Thank you. BDSM creates a space for women to redefine power dynamics on their own fucking terms. Why are you staring at me? Because I'm not allowed to interrupt anymore. You are. Oh, I am? Yeah. Okay. Like you can stop. Okay. So their own fucking terms, you say? I said that. What the hell are you doing? I don't know. I'm really fucking tired. (laughs) Okay. Right? Again, I don't know what is more feminist than saying, I want something. I'm going to take what I want and I'm going to set it up in the way that I want it set up. I mean, go back to the definition of feminism. Does that actually fit it? It sounds like it. Okay. Be- especially because that would be against your typical societal norms. We are getting more and more shrill. I'm tired <laughs> and frustrated because I think it's feminism. And I don't want to argue anymore because they're just wrong. Okay, but you've been arguing with yourself this entire time. What else is new? <laughs> I mean, I agree. That way I know I win. I, I have always... Oh my God. <laughs> I, <laughs> what the fuck? If I'm arguing with myself, I'm going to win the argument. Yes. Thank you. But That's all. I like to win. But you always <laughs> think that you win if you're arguing with somebody else. Well, I do. But mm. <laughs> even when she's wrong, she's right. Well, yeah. See, in you're right. Own, in her own right. mind. <laughs> That mug of yours, I'm not arguing. I'm just explaining why I'm right. Should have a little caveat in my own head. No. Oh. Everybody listening knows I'm right. (laughs) Whatever. Okay. However, I'm going to, there's some caveats here. Speaking of caveats. (laughs) Right. It is really important to recognize that experiences with BDSM and feminism can vary. Considering factors like race, class, sexual orientation we need to listen to these marginalized communities and not that women aren't already a marginalized community but there's subsections within for instance black women and the struggle that they face within the community their the objectification of the black female body is we just one example to literally throw just had this discussion what yesterday or was it two days ago on the discord remind me it and was they in, don't know so was it in the them. question and answers part oh yeah somebody somebody uh uh a poc woman was dealing with some situations it was the uh being fetishized i think part of it yeah Mm -hmm. yeah we i mean seriously here do your discord thing now oh well if you want to become a member of our discord server where we have fascinating conversations like this or we have fascinating conversations like talking about amab and afab which deteriorate the later the evening goes into ACAB, which for those who don't know, stands for assigned cat at birth. And Long assigned, story. There was an assigned whale at birth. Oh, yes. And there was a dog that was assigned dog at birth, but in reality was a cat. Yes. Yeah. Tra- assigned dog. Assigned, actually, it was an assigned cat at birth identified as a dog. Yes. Now that's a new one. That's right? very interesting. <laughs> These are the crazy conversations that you can be a part of by joining our Patreon. I had at patreon.com slash pink kink podcast, where you can join for as little as just $2 a month. And by the way, if you pay that upfront, you get a discount. So it won't even be the $12 for the year. Yeah. Is that right? No, I don't know. 24, I, no, 12 times 20, $24. So for it wouldn't the year. even be $24 a year. It'd be less than $24 a year. Whatever that is. Less. 
<laughs> I can't. I'm not mathing right now. Fuck that. I have to remember, I think it's like $21 for the year if you pay it up front. There's a discount if you pay it up front. Okay. So I wouldn't know because I get it for free. Well, yeah. <laughs> also, I did, did you know that I don't get the the videos sent to me? Yes, because you're not a patron. But I feel like... I because people were talking about the uh, the extra episode that you sent out the video. Yes, and somebody goes, "Oh yeah, she mentioned you in the video," and I was like, "Wait, what?" I figured Daddy J gets them all. You just use his Patreon. He has not once, not once, given me any of them. He doesn't have to give it. Just log in with his account information. I don't and think you can he does that either. You, Dar. Yes, log in. With his information and you, Dara, can see it all. He doesn't have to give you anything other than Listen, his login information. I'm not actually complaining that I don't get access to any of this. I just pointed it out because I thought it was funny. Yeah. I, I figured it wasn't you had access through his account. Okay. Now I forgot what I was saying. Conclusion. Conclu- yeah, I Marginalized communities. Yes. So their experiences are going to be different. I may... Now, depending upon where you are in the world, I'm either white or white passing. <laughs> Same. Same. Right? Weird, right? It, it, well, it's weird because there's not an option for me on the checklist other than white. I mean, you're ginger with blue eyes and pale white skin. I'm pretty sure you're white. Um, it, uh, there's, trust me, the, um, the white supremacists would not consider me white. Yeah, I wouldn't be either. And then there's a whole long story that I wasn't considered white until we came over to the United States and they needed more white people. So they determined we were white. Oh, that's weird. Yeah. Ashkenazi Jews are white, are considered white. If you're not Ashkenazi, you are so not white. And it's obvious. All right. Continue. Anyway, just a little bit of history about. Lots of history in this episode. Right. So make sure that you're acknowledging their experiences. But also, let's strive for more discussion around empowering women to make the choices for themselves, to choose how they want to do the BDSM thing. And that they're allowed to do the BDSM thing if that's what they want to fucking do. Right. And yes, they can call themselves a feminist and a kinkster, and it is okay. And that is all I have to say. And if you want to argue with me on that, don't you lose. So says Rara's mug. Thanks for hanging out with us today. If you enjoyed what you heard, make sure to subscribe so you don't miss a minute of our fun and educational content. New episodes drop every Friday. If you love what we do and want to show support, there are several ways. Join us on Patreon at patreon.com slash pinkkinkpodcast. You can support our affiliates or help spread the word about our kinky podcast to your friends. Don't forget to rate and review Pink Kink on Spotify and Apple Podcasts. Those five-star reviews go a long way in boosting our podcast through the algorithm and reaching more listeners. Sign up for our Pink Kink Institute classes. Shop at our Etsy shop, Pink Kink Boutique. Stay connected with us on social media. You'll find all the links on our link tree posted in the show notes. Your support means the world to us. So until next time, stay pretty, stay safe, and stay twisted.